Good evening, Kate here. <laughs> okay, so I'm here with my friend Kenna, and we, um, before having humor and having a good time right now, we lost, I lost, a lot of um, podcast content um, because I'm still trying to learn this app, and um, I was doing a feat feature anyway it, it it became a very big mess and i literally to um solve this mess i had to delete a bunch of content so um but here we are again uh we're laughing and um we're talking about a date that she had this week i'm going to do an episode um probably tomorrow about a date i had this week and recap that but we're recapping her date and a huge kind of subject um thing we're talking about right now is a man with two children from different mothers so to me <laughs> okay so i'm going to put the phone down um now from my ears so that we can um both talk so, okay. So, as I was saying... Don't drop the phone. Don't drop the phone, you're right. Okay, so to me, as I was saying, this is an area of completely disqualifying. And can you recap a little bit his story with each? Yes, I will, I will recap. So, Kate says, no, absolutely not. Grounds for a DQ. Yes, <laughs> Um, I don't, I have not decided my feelings on this in general because I haven't encountered this much before. I guess we could actually backtrack to the guy that I had a date with a couple months ago now with the tattoos, that guy Mm. that you met. Yep. So, he had two children by two different women. Yes! And I yes. found him off-putting. Yep. Because he was... So, for me, that had less to do with him having children or having children yes. by two different yes. women. What was off-putting was that he was so awkward about d- just discussing the fact that he had children in general. Mm-hmm. And he did not seem like... He was comfortable with being a father fully, and he did not seem interested in being a father. He seemed like someone who was present as much as it was expected of him in his kid's life. That Mm. was my read of him, and I found that to be a turnoff. So my date last night is also a father of two kids by two different women. (laughs) However, his his demeanor about his kids was very different from the other guy. He seems like yes. he really genuinely loves being a dad and loves his children and would not change anything about them for the world. But he has some insecurity about the way in which he became a father because he thinks that it makes him look like a mess. Which And that other people might judge him. Which I believe he is correct. He is correct in... 
the fact that he's a mess. He is a mess <laughs> and that people, women that he goes on dates with do judge that. And I feel like as they should not judge negatively, but judge as I feel like it's it's not this judgment like judging his character, but judging as in Honestly, I just, I do, I find it very, I feel like men, there's, it's almost like there, there's a, there's a level of, there's, there's a type of man, there's a level of man, when men tell me that their woman stopped taking birth control and didn't tell them and then told them they're pregnant I run. Um, there is something about they chose, so it's like their subconscious chose and was attracted to a woman that would do such a thing. So essentially, a, a lot of these stories, and it's not just the, your man's story, when I hear of multiple kids from multiple different women, it's at least one of them, if not both, is, you know, couple months in or like, you know, couple months in or, um, you know, we were having plans, we made these future plans. So, so, so not a couple months in, but like down the road, they were making future plans, they were getting more serious but the woman decides to stop birth control, doesn't tell them, and is like, hey, I'm pregnant. Um, I have a really hard time, and maybe, honestly, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong um, in this. I have a really hard time not, like, putting that on the guy. Like, of course, she did that. I put it on both of them. Because, I mean, it's like, both of them, but... The, the level of differentiation. Like, you hook up with who people that match your level of differentiation. Yes. It's so, both of them. So, to me, oh my god, when, when children are involved, though, like, this is a different... Like, honestly, in my opinion, this should be in the... Uh, th- that book... Um, uh, mental disorder book <laughs> that every psychologist has in their office. It's like it's like a it's like a psychologist's manual for like mental disorders. I feel like women that do this shit, like I feel like it should be a mental disorder. Like this is not okay on so many levels, and I just don't understand it. I can't but imagine being I with can't imagine for a either. month and then deciding this is such a good dude that I'm gonna fucking lie I'm to him going and stop taking my birth control. And, and I'm get going pregnant. to make a baby with a stranger. Like to me this is its own level of insanity. And to me though, um there's something about that guy still chose her. Like, that guy still... 
was I, with that level of because to me this is insanity this, this is this I guess, is insanity yeah. i i hear what you're saying and it's I like think when he was telling oof. me the story i was trying to just be of you, course like, just listen <laughs> of like course. i'm just he's yeah. sharing something with me he's made it known already that it's vulnerable for him which i feel like is something he's learned to say over the years because i feel like if a man, especially in this culture, if a man comes to a woman and he's like, hey, it's vulnerable for me. Or like, hey, I'm not good with my feelings, but with you, I'm sharing. I find that less attractive, though. Like, if you're feeling, if you feel insecure about something, that's less attractive to me than if someone was just like, yeah, I have two kids and they're by different women. And that that is the situation. I feel like that would be... Does he know his part in the situation though? Like that's I don't know. where I and okay, I have no you, idea because we yeah. didn't get into which is into which is that. fine. Yeah, it's just date like, one we have to or date zero. Yeah, <laughs> ground zero. Ground zero. <laughs> date zero. Um, um. Yeah, it was it. It was interesting to be on the receiving end of that conversation. Because I feel like with his first lady, you mentioned she has, he says, she had borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with the second lady, two months into it, she stopped taking birth control, got pregnant, didn't tell him that she stopped taking birth control. To me, again, that's its own level of insanity. And when, and I guess, maybe this is a situation of like, not each to their own. I don't want to say that, but like personally, oof. When I have a man in front of me and he says two kids by two different moms, I'm there's nothing really he can say to get me to I just I mean, yeah, that's I, I feel just, like that's personal preference. So, what what Joe, I don't want to say his name. Um, what he said. Which one? Previous one or this one? This one. Okay. Um, he, he mentioned, I think, the reason for the insecurity about this or difficulty mentioning it was not just because he was concerned about my reaction or the mm-hmm. reaction of a potential romantic partner. Mm-hmm was also because he has an attachment to an idea of how something should be. So he has this idea of, like, you should get together with somebody and decide that you love each other and you want to be together and then you start a family. Because that's a very common idea of how things should go. So it sounds like he hasn't quite reconciled this idea or hasn't reconciled at all. Oh, I see what you're this saying. This ideal okay. scenario. I see. I see. And his reality. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Right. Okay. Okay. So, Jeez. a lot of that just comes down to, to that. Because, I mean, oh, just... really, in history, it wasn't that long ago that it was Oof. much more common for men to have... A number of children sure. by different women because we didn't have the same birth control methods and things were um, a little more archaic. Mm-hmm. And that might actually be a valuable quality for a man to have this 
viability in that way. So and then, I, and I see, me, I'm like, yeah. we're like, I end up making jokes about it in a way. Did you make a joke on your I date? Mean, I mean, <gasps> of course, I mean, lots of jokes on the date. I'm trying but to about what that? I, yes. Because <laughs> he asked me if I, if I had kids or if I'd been married and I said no. And he asked if I wanted to have kids and I said that I did. Okay, so what did he say? And, <laughs> and he was like, I don't really remember his reaction. I think that that was like perfectly reasonable that I would want to have a child too. And I kind of felt like the wheels spinning in his head of like, well, do I want to have another kid? Yeah. Can I do that? Um, but he already knew that information because it was on my dating profile that yeah. I want to have children. Um, and like no indication that I already do. Yeah. And I mean, I did make a joke. I was like about him getting her, his the mother of his second child pregnant so early on, I was like, I mean, you must have some strong swimmers. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. And he was like, yeah, I mean, if that's something that you want, I can get you there. <laughs> oh, hold on. It's my mom. I need to, I need to answer. No. We have an appointment tomorrow. No. Hold on. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hold on. Okay. Perfect. We are back. And we're actually talking about a book that I suggest. So like anybody that's serious about dating me, I bring up the book Passionate Marriage by David Schnark. Um, Anyone who wants to date Kate has to read Passionate Marriage. Yes, I come with a manual and it's this book. And I was just telling Kenna that how the story usually goes is, you know, if, if a guy is like, hey, you know, we've been seeing each other now. I'm where I want to be exclusive. I want to see where this goes. And if I'm feeling the same way, I I do say like, hey, there's a book. Um, and essentially like, please read it. Um, they don't have to be completing it by the time we're exclusive. But I do want them to have a reference point for the type of relationship that I am not just looking for, but I'm also living and to see if they are down with that or not. And how the story usually goes is I I bring up the concepts of David Schnark in conversation and I usually get some pushback and arguing and then I say like, well, hey, there's a book that I got this from and this book was recommended to me by you know, a therapist, a very skilled therapist, um, and then it gets their attention. And what I was just going to say to Kenna that I haven't said yet is I've actually found it very interesting that as sexual, and I mean, men are sexual, but when it comes to it's been it's actually been fascinating for me. I feel like when it comes to partnership and wanting like partnership and family, men are much more willing to sacrifice fucking and sex for that even codependent dysfunctional dynamic. And that's actually been a surprise for me because 
one of the things that they argue or try to argue very nicely, but they have a pushback is, you know, when I say, hey, one of the things that David Schnark makes a point about, and it's very, very valid and accurate, is you people don't fuck their support systems. So when we make our partner our best friend in a sense of they are our emotional crutch, we are essentially, we're trading in sex for emotional support. Like, because you can't have both. Um, your partner can and should be your best friend in a sense that they are someone who is responsible for themselves. So when you disclose yourself, they actually have room for that. And they can be next to you and they can be with you. However, making them your crutch is bad, bad, bad news. Um, and I, the conversations that I've had with men that have been very surprising for me is they are like, because for me, and you know this, sex and like financial economic security and sex are non-negotiable at this point. Like if I don't have a sex life with somebody I'm dating or somebody I'm engaged to or somebody I'm married to, if I don't have a sex life that is growing and connected to how we relate, that's a no for me. Like I, I can't and I will not marry if I, if I, like that's like sex and economic security are non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And what's been so surprising for me in speaking with men about this topic is in many ways, they are actually like for that companionship, they're actually much more willing and ready to sacrifice sex as long as they can have some somebody by their side. Interesting. Which has been very surprising for me still because it's not something that like oh like a year and a half ago there was this one guy that said this this is like a repeat for me when i talk about the depths of like my non-negotiables and their non-negotiables they're much um i've been very surprised at how willing men are to sacrifice that But then where it gets, not funny, but kind of, but then dating divorced men, they are coming out of recovering from that. And it's usually the divorced men that are like, yo, I sacrificed this and it fucking took my vitality. Like, I thought that's what I had to do as a husband is I had to curb, you know, my sexual desire or my sexual appetite 
because other things are more important. Mm -hmm. And I did that for like 15, 17, 13, 20 years. Yeah. And now they're like, all that got me is disrespect. Mm -hmm. Like I lost her respect. I sacrificed. I sacrificed my, like, my vitality. So a lot of the divorced men that I go on dates with and have conversations with, they're actually trying to recover. Regain that. Regain and recover this area of non-negotiability, which is sexuality. But what has surprised me time and time again is the fact that men are actually very willing to sacrifice that if it gets them companionship. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Well, that could be the phase of life. Yes. So... I think you're right. I think at yeah. our age, being in our 30s, we're dealing with men who are also in their 30s, typically, is the, the age range. Yeah. 30s to early 40s. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there are men in their early to mid 30s, typically, maybe they haven't been married yet. Yeah. So they've been out there dating, maybe just fucking around. Yes. Yeah. Now they're looking for something more stable and secure and they think, you know, they have ideas about what that should look like. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to trade in Yes. Okay. Okay. That excitement for something else. And then we have men who are similar in similar in age, a little bit older, who were married. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, and are now divorced, and they're like, "Look, I did sacrifice this." Yes. Yep. And it sucked. And it sucked. Yep. And I don't want to do that again. No, and it not only did it suck, but it didn't get me what I thought it would. It did not. All of them tell me I lost respect. Like I was not respected in my home because they weren't trying to keep a sex life going. Is that essentially it? Um, yet, I mean, yes and no. Um, it's not so much they weren't trying to keep a sex life going. I just feel like a man's dick <laughs> and his balls are very connected to his, um, how he inhabits the world. Uh, his work world, his relationship world, his fathering world, um... That's how they inhabit things. So I feel like it's not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kenneth's cat Wait, is what? like, what is that? No, it's literally nothing. Well, it could be like a flea jumping it's around. It's not a flea. Okay. Don't say that. Chloe's just getting old. Maybe it's a bug. Or senility. Oh my god, I hope I'm not having bunnies at my home when I get home. Well, if you left your slider closed. I know, well. 
It yesterday, yesterday it was at 8 p.m. though. At least it was at 3 a.m. I got a baby oh. bunny at 8 p.m. Anyway, okay, back to <laughs> back to men and dick and sex. Um, <laughs> back to men and dick and balls and sex. Kate um, talks. Kate talks. <laughs> Kate talks. Men, dick, sex, and balls. Um. <laughs> okay, so. It, back to your question, it's not that they lost respect. What? I don't remember my question. Your question was, they lost respect, why? Because they weren't trying to keep a sex life going? Oh. And my answer is, it's not It's not so much they weren't keeping a sex life going, it, it's just, it's that they essentially were cutting off their own, they were castrating their own selves, or maybe they came into the marriage castrated and didn't even know it maybe their mother still has their fucking balls under her pillow um actually that's a thing that's like when you read when you read robert bly have you ever read robert bly i don't think so it's um he's like a you know carl young yeah um so robert bly comes from carl's teachings on like the archetypes and masculine psychology and he talks about how there's a book called iron man okay. and it's talking about like he takes these myths and he breaks down stages of a man's life and masculine psychology based in those stages and that is a thing it's 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 almost like an inevitable thing that a mother especially like with how our culture is with um men not being leaders in their home um how like a mother usually ends up you know energetically cutting es- essentially holding her son's testicles and they're like under her you know okay. pillow or and there's like a um a certain key that a son there's like a it's like a figurative thing, whatever, um, figure of speech, but a son must essentially recover his balls in many cases. Like some families, it's not like that, fortunately, but more commonly, a son has to regain his, he has to like take back his balls from his mom. Okay. Um, that is a thing. <laughs> So, uh, back to, it, it's not that men lose respect because they're not pushing for a sex life. But in some way it is. Um, it's not that they're not pushing. It, it's that they're sacrificing something mm-hmm. that they should not be sacrificing. And therefore, if they should not be with, they should not be with a woman that is in a way requiring that same for like you and I talk about we should not be with men that we want to change if we want to change them stop accepting dates from them like we should not accept or reject yeah we either accept it or or move on or move on like there is no trying to change the fundamentals of his design um yeah 
go ahead. Do you not have enough room? There's a cat between us, and she's trying to make space. She's acting like she doesn't have room. She is acting like she doesn't have room. She has plenty of room. She has plenty of room. There Chloe, you go. Chloe, there you, you go. You need a little whooping. What? No. <laughs> Please don't beat my cat. I'm not gonna beat your cat. She's old and knows what she wants. Yes. Okay, so what got us into? How did we? Okay, I so have no idea. So we went from men. With, yeah, but can I, I, yeah, men with two kids from two different moms is a territory that, oof. Yeah. I, yeah. So, I'll just go into something different, because I don't remember what we were talking about okay. before. I think my two favorite things about the date. Yes, yes, tell me, tell me are favorite things because I find them comical and not because they're necessarily good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the first thing is you already know that prior to the date, about two hours prior to us meeting, he messaged me and asked me what shoes he should wear. Oh, my God. Yes. So he wanted to know if he should wear dress shoes or his chucks to go with my outfit depending on how dressed up I was going to be and of course my initial reaction was like what like I don't even know what to do with this right now because at the time that I received it I was in real time trying to figure out what I should wear on this date because my thought was typically a first date is a drink or, or coffee. like a coffee, yeah. So mm-hmm. I usually look nice, but I'm not necessarily very dressed up. Yes. It's it's like cute and flirty, but also still casual. Yeah. But this was a dinner date, so I'm like, do I I don't yeah. do I, should I dress up a little bit more? Yeah. We're going to a place that isn't necessarily fancy, but it's not like a burger joint. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I was trying to figure that out, and I was like, I don't want this task right now. Ultimately, like I don't, I don't want a another thing that I have. Oh my god! To yes, do. yeah. So I understood the sentiment of it, him being mindful of how I was dressing, so that we wouldn't be out of alignment. But at the same time, I was like, dude, you can pick out your shoes. Like, please. Yeah. Please just have some agency. Yes. And decide on the shoes that you want to wear on this date. You should. And I told him that, too. I was like, I think you should dress however you feel best. Yeah. Which, I mean, yes. So, so then. (sighs) He shows up on the date. <laughs> what was he wearing? I mean, he was, so he was already at the restaurant when I showed up. And um, he was wearing a black v-neck t-shirt that is kind of middle of the road. Like, that could be casual or that could be, like, a little bit nicer. It depends on how you swing it. He was wearing 
jeans. Yeah. That were, I guess, like, loosely fitted. Yeah. They weren't baggy jeans. They were ripped open at the knees. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, wait. How old is this guy? He's 38. Okay. And he he chose the dress shoes. Because he was already sitting, so he gets up to greet me, and we hug, and he sits down, and then a little bit later, I realize, like, I, you know, I oh didn't my see god! I was like, let me see, which, let me see the shoes. <laughs> let me see the shoes. So he shows me, and I'm like, they look like nice shoes. I'm like, I don't know men's shoes. Oh, I love was, men's shoes. Mm-mm. I mean, I know what I think looks nice, but I, I don't know anything about recognizing quality of shoe. Okay, okay. It's just about what looks nice to me. Like, okay. I wouldn't be able to look at a shoe and be like, that's a whatever okay. fucking man's brand of okay. shoe. I would have well, no clue. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But I just, I feel like he, he did what I did in essence of go, like, dressy cash because I wore a sweater and, like, nice jeans and heels. Yeah. And then I did my hair and makeup. So it was like very middle ground. And he did the same thing, but at the same time he's wearing ripped jeans. Yeah, I and dress shoes. Yeah. And like he had nice glasses on. I don't know. It just I yeah. It the way that it read for me was <laughs> someone who you know, he does exercise and Mm. I think he takes good care of himself so he reads as more youthful yeah but he's also comes off like he's trying to hold on to youth in a way oh yeah which undecided but I think ultimately is not the most attractive quality See, no, and I want someone I know, who either I know just what embodies being youthful or, like, but ultimately accepts where they are in life. I think that's really hard with men that are approaching 40s. Yeah, maybe it's a phase that I, I think just don't know anything yeah, about. I, I think mean, it's who knows really what will happen hard to for you them. and I when we're 38 yeah. years old. We might be having some kind of crisis. A crisis, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, and I'm not saying ripped jeans are a crisis, but... but well, but I mean... Uh, but maybe. kind of. No, I know <laughs> what you're saying, because I've been on dates with like 38, 39, 40, 41, and their attire, I'm just like, what the f- fuck are you doing (laughs) like you are not 27 are you not comfortable with your age like what's going on here so i know i know the feeling i yeah (laughs) so i yeah yeah i don't know i I don't i think the whole like ripped jeans like i i don't buy jeans that are pre-ripped i don't either i know that was that's like a trend, or it's still it's a trend, trend yeah. kind of, or has it's still it has been, and it's still a trend. I don't and it's really like, understand it. I don't I either. Don't, I think it's silly, so I personally don't like it. I don't but either. I was like, am I just am I looking at it this way because I have this personal opinion, or is it mm. ultimately safe to say that like maybe a thirty-eight year old man should have jeans that aren't ripped unless yeah. he ripped them because unless he ripped them. yes he was doing something that would rip jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and then chose to wear them and on then, a date. Sure. So there was that <laughs> comical anecdote. And then the other thing was um, he's a firefighter. So 
we talk a little bit about that. And I don't want to ask the generic questions. He probably gets asked all of the time because I don't really care about those kinds of things. Um, and then I don't remember if I asked or if he asked or if he just shared this, but it was, it had to do with like, what's the most like ridiculous thing you've ever had to go do, like being a firefighter. <laughs> and so he says that, um, there are certain people who just regularly contact the fire department or they, they regularly contact 911 and the fire department is usually <sighs> the first to respond. So they respond to all kinds of things from fires to car accidents to mm-hmm. cats in trees. I mean, yeah, number of things. And so he said that a woman called and she is a regular. She okay, calls. Oof. She usually I mean. calls like once a week, <laughs> if not more. <sighs> and it's from his description of her, it sounds like she's a hypochondriac. Oh man! So it's it's sad because I feel like she probably would benefit from a different kind of help, and that's not a resource no, that's available to yeah. her because she's not seeking it out. And yes, yeah. Um, but he said that they were called. He was called out. And when they got there, it was because she needed them to kill a spider in her house. Oh, damn, no. And I was like, okay. No. Wait, are you serious? Very serious. I mean, I'm serious because this is the story that he told me, and I'm on good good faith. In good faith. Oh, my God. Believing that this is a true story, because I don't know why you'd make this up. I was like, okay, so to her credit, was it one of those, like, Crazy ass, huge ass house spiders. Crazy, yeah. Because I've had a few of those. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. I think it was like a year or two. It was like last year that Jeff and I came across that giant house spider in the basement. And that thing was like, I'm not kidding. Uh, That thing was this big. Yeah, I, yes, yeah. It was very big for those of you that can't see. Um, And so I was like, well, was it? A giant spider like that and he was like no it was like this big it was probably like quarter size and she was just so phobic about the spider that she couldn't handle wow. it wow so this whole like this fire truck with like a fire man or firefighter crew has to go out and kill a spider <laughs> and i was like it's the best story I didn't know that, yeah, wow. It's funny and sad. Yeah, that is sad. Because it's a terrible use of resources. Uh, yeah. It's so bad. It's Um, so bad. But it's also hilarious. It is kind of funny. Wow. It's it's funny. So, yeah, those are the best moments of my date. (laughs) Um... I think I think he's ultimately a good dude, and so I don't have any regrets. Sure, like, yeah. And if he were to, like you said, like if he were to be like in a couple days or in a day, be like, hey, yeah, are you available? You know, next week on Wednesday, you you'd go out again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I just don't. I don't have a sense that that's gonna happen. Okay. He also said that this is the soonest he's ever gone out on a date and i thought that was a little weird did he at at all hint at why um it was because of me because he asked me for my phone number 
So we started talking on Saturday, and we had a lot of message exchanges that night. Yes. Because I was just home. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, whatever. Watching a movie. Yeah. Drinking gin. Yeah. <laughs> cocktails for myself. So I was talking to him and a couple other dudes, and um, it was just a good exchange. And then on Sunday morning... That's when he was like, hey, I feel like this is going well. Can I get your number? We can text. Gotcha. And I was like, I don't give out my number mm-hmm. until I've met someone. Yeah. And he said, um, well, in that case, how about dinner slash drink on Wednesday? And I was like, great. Because in my mind, I'm like, I don't want someone who's too eager, which is, I ran in that today, actually. This guy that was just like on my shit immediately. And I was like. I, the hmm. desperation is okay. potent, sir. Please calm down. Um, but I felt, this felt natural to me. Okay, yeah. But then he brought it up on the date that this was like the soonest that something has happened. And I was like, this guy is a fucking, dis- this, this guy is a mess. <laughs> okay, because even I, if, but I'm not really, really I've, <laughs> Honestly, would be surprised at this point if I hear from him again. Yeah, I not I would mention too. seeing each other yeah. again. He didn't try to get my phone number. Which is he walked. He chose to walk me to my car, but then he hesitated when we got to my car, and I was like, "Well, this is me," and like I initiated a hug. Oh damn, girl, no! And I was the one that like Mm-mm. at dinner still said like, "Well, this has been fun." Okay. Like, and I got so you. I recognize, I, okay, yeah. I know I'm not supposed to do those things no. as a woman, but these were very awkward moments, so, so I just, like, like did I, what I felt like I should do. Yeah, and I know what you he mean. He didn't try to kiss me, like, yeah. I haven't heard from him today, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, he's either very confused about this, like, he doesn't know how he feels, or maybe sure. he feels like, I don't know what to do with this woman, she's very different. Or he's like, I'm not really not that interested. Sure. So, and, and you ain't like, crazy enough for this one. <laughs> I'm not actually trying to get. You're not actually <laughs> trying to have a fucking baby with a fucking stranger. Yes. Oh Honestly, that should go. I'm serious. Whoever's listening to this podcast, if there's, it's us. We're the ones listening. Yeah. <laughs> like I. Women that do this shit, that's like a, an insanity. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I have, I just for all the time. Women that, that do I this. Oh my god! I'm sorry. Like, and I have oh. been so excited about someone early on, like in the past, and just you just go full force. It's like warp speed, and it's it feels so amazing until it doesn't. But in the beginning, and you have all these fantasies and ideas about what your life is going to be like. So I can understand in that sense. But to actually act on it, I can't think of a time where I've ever been so into somebody so early on and just kind of lost myself in it and would still act on that kind of behavior. Yeah, no, this is insanity. And I'm surprised this is not in any... uh, mental illness handbook because this is uh, 
you know what? Like, super racy to say this, but, like, all the shit we're doing right now in culture with, like, the Me Too movement and, like, men and rape culture. How about this shit? How about all the women that are fucking stopping birth control, not telling, and then being like, oh, I'm pregnant and I'm having this baby? Like, I don't know what you mean all that fucking insanity and I, just, I can't relate to it and you know what's crazy is i've been on a date with a few married men that have had this happen in the marriage so birth control you know goals you know five-year goals three-year goals whatever children here da 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 here one birth control within the marriage stops taking birth control hey we're having a baby now but like doesn't so it's like the woman clearly knows what she's doing like so so this is why like to me this is in like this is this is this is so not okay and i'm shocked that in our culture we don't have these conversations we're not having conversations about crazy ass shit women are doing that is completely fucking up a guy's agency and i mean oh we're having a baby or like oh now i want an abortion he doesn't guess what it's my body my choice i'm getting rid of this baby because i've also had dates with men like that it's like they got pregnant i can't Ah, I disagree with that. Okay, I do feel like there should be plenty of room for men to have emotional experience around that. But I do ultimately feel like the woman carries the child. Yes. So So I'm not. It is her choice. It is her choice, and I'm not suggesting that. I'm not suggesting that they have the baby. Because the man says, well, hold on, I don't want an abortion. Like, I want the baby. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm saying is women are doing women are doing things that are also completely uh, crazy and not okay and very right. damaging and very harmful. Well, and we yeah. are not having those conversations. We're not having conversations regarding um, things like not telling your partner you're stopping birth control. Well, and I um, okay, yeah. I agree with you. I would also say the reason that we you there isn't much hype behind those types of conversations. Yeah, right why? Now. Why do you think? Because for generations, it's been this perceived societal okay. understanding that women okay. are just crazy in general women are not sound of mind we're just these insane emotional creatures that act on impulse okay so things are finally starting to shift and i agree with you that that kind of behavior is not healthy Mm -hmm. and shouldn't be tolerated yeah i I also would have to, at this point, 
I'd want to know more to the story. You know, you've heard yeah. stories from men that you've gone on dates with. I've heard stories from men that I've gone on dates with. We're just hearing their side of the story. True. So, in most cases, there's more to the story if you hear the other side. True. So, I'd be curious to... You know, if I ever just randomly had the opportunity to hear the woman's perspective on these cases. Yeah. And um, that doesn't mean that I'm sitting in doubt of what these men have to say. Yeah. I just feel curious. About what more could be entailed. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I hear you on that. Gosh. Because for all, for all I could know, with my date from last night, this woman that got pregnant with his child after a month or two... Maybe they'd had conversations about being together and having children. Maybe she took it very literally. Oh. And was like, oh, why not just get started? You know what? That, right? I mean, how do but I But again, know that they I mean, like it's like that agency, right? Really like passionate, <sighs> you know, sex sessions and him saying things to her like, I just want to fucking impregnate you. Like, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. Maybe she took it literally. I don't know. Because I mean, I've had that. I don't know if you've had that. I've I've had a I've had, not not often, but like every once in a while, like a man that I'm in a relationship with is like, yeah, it's like during sex. It's like it's it's that like language actually. It's like I just want a fucking baby. Like I want a fucking baby with you. <laughs> I can't think of a time I'm sure that's happened but I can't think back now probably because I've blocked it out for my own self-preservation but um oh, I you're can funny. see like in those moments of passion being like I mean yeah the whole point of sex is to create life so yeah if you're being animalistic at all yeah and into that impulse it makes sense to me that in the moment you'd be like I want to fucking I give I, me your seed give me yeah I want to impregnate the... Yep. Yeah. I'm going to send yep. my soldiers off yes. to find that egg. Yep. <laughs> We're going for it. We're going for it, yeah. But then when yeah. you're not in the moment being like, yeah, n- we should wait. <laughs> Let's know each other for yeah. more than three to four weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Okay, so we're, we're going to have to wrap this recording up yeah. because the limit is an hour and we're almost there. Final thoughts, final sayings, men with two different baby mamas for me. <laughs> Immediate disqualification. <laughs> but I will not fully rule it out <laughs> if they have tastefully ripped jeans. <laughs> No, I, I don't ever want to just be judgmental. So sure, I will never, I will never conclude that something isn't going to work out just based on something practical like that. I will always come back to like 
I just didn't feel a connection. Gotcha. Or my intuition says no. My intuition Which says no. Which is true. No. It's just true, yeah. Like, the connection's not there, it's not there. Well, it could be the reason the connection isn't there is because <laughs> they're just out there procreating, acting yes. like they don't know what's happening. I don't know. It could be. It could be because they're wearing dress shoes and fitted jeans that are ripped at the knees. It could be that. I don't know. <laughs> Ultimately, I'm like... Just wasn't there, man. It just wasn't there. Okay. Just didn't feel like I wanted to, you know. Yeah. Open up my legs and <laughs> receive there. Receive. Ah, <laughs> <gasps> oh, Christ. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna end this episode, and hopefully, I can. Uh properly get this onto the podcast because (laughs) (laughs) as i said before earlier we i had to delete a lot of beautiful wonderful content and it is very sad um but there yes because if kate (laughs) fucks this up she doesn't deserve a phone anymore and i'm gonna throw her phone into the sea Oh my god. Off I just of a bridge into the sea. Maybe I just need I just need a techie. I just need a tech guy to be like, babe. This is what you like do. Brian. Oh wait, I've said a name. It's oh. okay though, because everyone's name is Brian. <laughs> so no one knows who we're talking about. <laughs> oh my god, you know what? Kenna is so correct. Honestly, Kenna. Okay, podcast listeners and Kenna. Every fucking day that i'm on bumble and i'm swiping yeah at least three brian's in one swipe session this could be a whole other episode where we just talk about guys names names it is cannot okay so brian ryan chris chris john and there's another one (laughs) that i'm blanking on (laughs) I feel like other common names are like. Um. No, I'm just I'm just Ryan and Brian. I see these fucking so many Ryan's. In, oh, Ju- Justin. Justin. The name I don't want to say. Yeah, I mean I don't see many Justins, but I see so many. Justins. I see Ryan and Brian daily, daily. I like... still automatically swipe left for Justin. <laughs> I'm just not ready. Well, yeah. I'm not ready, folks. I understand. <laughs> I, just, I I understand. I might not ever. After your Justin, I understand the no Justin. Um, Thank you. I validate you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. validate you because we are not having sexual relations. Nope. And, yep. Not that we want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. Okay. It says, heads up. The maximum recording time is 60 minutes. Okay. Um, Everybody, goodbye. Thank you for listening. And I hope I can get this onto the podcast properly. Okay. Till next time. Good night. Adieu. Adieu. Yeah. Can I say goodbye? I, I just I do. Okay. I do. <laughs>
Adios. Adios. Good night. Buenas noches. Other languages. <laughs> oh, Russian. I'm Russian. Spokojni noči. Oh, that was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Poor <laughs>